Hello and welcome to another episode of the EMG Gold podcast. I'm your host, Sam Boyassi, and I have a very special guest with me today who will give us some insights into her background and experience. And this person is Biljana Namovic, who is the VP of Oncology EMEA at Janssen. Hi, Biljana. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Sam. It's a pleasure to be with you. So before I jump into the interview, Biliana, I'd love to give our listeners a bit more background about you, just in case they don't know about you. So Biliana studied a degree in medicine and began her career in the medical military hospital in Serbia before specializing in neurology at the clinical center of Serbia. And in 2002, she moved into the pharmaceutical industry and spent six years at Roche, working in sales, marketing and various medical roles. Then went on to complete an 11-year stint at AstraZeneca, where she climbed the ranks from medical manager to vice president of commercial for Europe. And now she joined Janssen as their VP of Oncology EMEA in January last year. Very impressive background, Biljan, I have to say. I'm really, really keen to understand how did your experience as a doctor prepare you for the world of business? Thank you, Sam. Um, so a wonderful question to start with. Um, when I look at the environment one has to manage as a doctor, from the ever-changing nature of the work, where continuous learning is a must, to adaptability to different and often rapidly changing circumstances, um, even accountability to both yourself and somebody else, and the necessity to look at things holistically and not to miss the interconnections, only these, I think, are very relevant for business overall. Mm. But if I reflect back on me as a physician in Serbia, what I saw both the impact the treatments could have on a patient, but I also saw the limitations. And this was actually a driving factor for me to move into business. My experiences as a physician didn't just prepare me for business, but actually led me into joining it. Um, from, from the commonalities perspective for healthcare, we all have the same goal, and that is helping patients and creating a lasting positive change. And that's, I guess you, you mentioned um, I joined Janssen January last year. That's the reason I joined Janssen. Rather than a broad approach, our philosophy is to pursue the cancer types we know best, where our deep expertise and experience can achieve the highest impact. And the way I feel we're making the most meaningful impact to the patients across the region is actually by doing that. Um, so I guess when you've been a doctor and been on the front line, as it were, uh, we say that a lot nowadays. It also makes you more appreciative when you get to play a part in defining this new era of cancer treatment where I sit today, um, understanding and knowing and feeling the impact you will have. Um, you know, Janssen has invested or is investigating currently treatments for solid tumor types that make up over a quarter of new annual cancer cases according to WHO statistics. Um, and knowing that you can impact that many people across the globe is just magnificent. 
Absolutely magnificent. Really fantastic. Thanks for that. I'm really keen to understand a bit more about the various different roles that you've held um, throughout your career in the pharmaceuticals industry, because we talk a yeah. lot about the difference between medical affairs and perhaps more commercial functions within, within a company. Mm. And as someone who has worked in both medical affairs and commercial, what do you think needs to be in place for, for these two departments to collaborate more successfully? Um, in one word, communication. We have to start yeah. from the understanding that a physician is a partner for both. And patient betterment is the ultimate goal for both. This means we need to have a, a really constant, good communication and dialogue, as well as understanding that our goals, no matter how we call ourselves, ultimately align and they're not mutually exclusive. Um, what we have done in Janssen, uh, as an example, we encapsulated this approach in um, a nice concept we call victories over cancer. And that is enabling those affected by cancer to secure individual victories and enjoy more of life's meaningful moments, which is what makes my work worthwhile. Um, and I guess that shared vision focused on the impact for people living with the disease can also lead ultimately to better outcomes. What, as a company, what we have achieved with that by communicating and talking better, we achieved seven breakthrough designation therapies in oncology over the last five years. Hmm. I, I made, um, in your introduction, I mentioned about how you climbed the ranks within, within AstraZeneca in particular, um, which led you to be you know, in the position that you are today, which is quite senior within, within Janssen as well. What, what was the turning point in your career when you realized you had a passion for leadership? I was fortunate enough in my career, I have to say, to be supported by amazing men and women who were inspiring leaders themselves and who wanted to mentor me and support me in achieving my goals. And I guess that was the turning point, having somebody who I can look up to and see the impact they had on me. Ultimately, people follow great leaders who genuinely build trust, foster clear communication, and with that, express love and passion. And these are the ingredients that galvanize groups to change the world. And for me, that is what I what I want to, to add to uh, being in business as well. The greatest satisfaction I get from business, apart from changing the healthcare landscape, is really nurturing the human capital and gems we have. And I've, throughout my career across the few companies and geographies, I've nourished dozens of highly capable individuals who found their path and taken on leadership roles in various um, other and top pharma companies today. Amazing. And I think especially at the moment now, all of those qualities yeah. that you mentioned in terms of the importance of trust and nurturing uh, the human capital within an organisation, I think all of that even more than ever is important during this challenging time with COVID-19. I guess with that in mind, right now then, given the situation that we find ourselves in, how have you kept your workforce positive and engaged and, and make them feel connected? Mm. Yeah, well, um, I have to start by saying that we in Janssen are, in essence, well-practiced at remote working since we've had so many countries and markets. So on a practical level, we're used to staying connected. 
my extended team is from Ireland to Russia and from Norway to South Africa. Um, wow. So you, you really have to find a way. But going back to what we just discussed, I think those are the, the links that, that keep us together, joint goals, clear communication, compassion, higher purpose. They all play a role. What bonds us closer together is that sense of belonging. And um, as a company, we are beyond treatments. We are exploring ways we can support the global efforts against COVID-19 through our parent company, Johnson & Johnson. And I'm sure you can see numerous examples of that from the Road to Vaccine series we're doing to inform broader community of our efforts to exploring potential vaccines and treatments in collaboration with industry partners. And then the support for global citizen just past weekend, I'm not sure if, if you listened to it, but that brought musicians from across the globe for this magnificent eight hour long digital musical experience. Um, and that was really made me very proud and a lot of people in, in Johnson & Johnson extremely proud to be part of. Um, our CEO, Alice Gorski said, we are built for times like this. And what I see us doing is using this strength to shape a better world. What an amazing way to look at that. Thank you. I, f I find that really, really inspiring, that kind of mindset and that outlook on things. Kind of sticking with this theme that we're on right now in terms of COVID-19 and the situation that we find ourselves in, I want to talk a bit about Congress cancellation. What is the best way that you think that we can ensure the continued sharing of knowledge? Yeah, even before COVID-19 crisis began, uh, we knew that really the, in order to create transformational medicines today is only through partnership and collaboration um, as, as the key component for success. So nobody stands alone. Now, in this time where everything is digital and we lose the ways of working we used to have, maintaining this collaborative spirit is even more important. Um, and we must be prepared to be, on one side, transparent about our successes, and just as importantly, failures, so we can all learn and advance the science. Things like cancer are existing and going to exist after COVID-19, and we can't stop the progress. We We'll still have a big presence at the upcoming Congresses, ASCO in end of May, ESMO in September, and we're doing them virtually like everybody else. And we are looking forward to presenting to the medical community. And what we will certainly do is make sure that we have this digital reach that is even broader than what we were able to do physically. Mm. Amazing. And do you expect to see commercials interactions with frontline physicians? Uh, do you expect that to evolve permanently as a result of this pandemic? I certainly see a permanent change in the way we communicate uh, within the healthcare. And the scope of that change uh, will vary, certainly. But in general, there are a few trends that are here to stay. To name just a few, on one side, I think we will continue having more virtual connections and meetings because physicians will see the benefit of time save and the quality of interactions that we can do virtually, and they will just want to continue that. The appetite 
for traveling for a singular one company, one day event will diminish more because people are just going to be putting, um, well, putting more value on their time. Mm. The second thing is, I think that the, the way we communicate things is also going to evolve. What do I mean by that? We will have a more, more demands to a contextualized discussions versus pure single company um, commercial discussion. And this comes from, from the learnings of these past several months that COVID-19 has actually pushed doctors to think more in terms of a holistic approach to a disease treatment. And I think this is going to stay that way. So the interactions that we will be making in the future on any therapy area will be related more with whoever is able to bring the context of the entire ecosystem to them and not to just give pure information on, on, on a singular option. And maybe to close with a third one, I think is going to be the change is actually the physician and patient dynamic itself. Um, we talked about that a lot in the past decades of empowering patients, but today we can actually feel that this self-management and increase in decision empowerment that has now landed in patients' hands, they will not give that back. They will demand more and understand that they can do more. Um, and <laughs> uh, I guess from apps to forums to telemedicine and digitalizations, all of these interactions are going to be revolutionizing the way we consume healthcare. It sounds like all the changes uh, from that perspective that are going to happen are probably going to be positive ones and, and for the for the better, I, I guess. Well, they certainly really can be, yeah. Yeah. One final question I've got for you, Biliana. Um, so you live in Zurich at the moment, is that correct? I am in Zug, which is very close to Zurich in beautiful Switzerland, yes. There you go. What is your favourite part about living there then? And, and what is it that you miss the most about your native Serbia? Oh, that, that's a beautiful question to answer. Um, so I, I love so many things about the country I'm in right now. But I, to, to give you one, it's the system that functions perfectly. So for a working mother with a husband who still works long distance every week, so my husband still works back in Serbia, mm. functioning system is fundamental to have everything um planned properly and me being satisfied both in my work and in my personal life. Um, I also have to say I adore the outdoors here in Switzerland, the lakes and the mountains and the clear focus on unhealthy life. Um, and these are all aspects of, of marvelous, marvelous uh, life I have in Switzerland. Um, but for, from, from what I miss back from my homeland, I think uh, one thing that I can certainly emphasize is this social aspect of private life. Mm -hmm. in, in a clear Mediterranean spirit that, that we in Serbia have, we are very hospitable and warm people um, who love to spend time with friends and spontaneously, uh, which is what I miss from time to time here. 
What a beautiful way to summarise it. Well, what a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for all of your insights, Biliana. We really appreciate you taking the time and, and coming and doing this virtually with us as well, because that's always a strange way of doing these things. You're meeting someone virtually and you're asking these big questions. So thank you so much for doing this. No, thank you, Sen. Uh, it has been a really nice experience. And I think it just proves how... We are going to be changing in the future as yeah. this, uh, this becomes the new normal. Absolutely. And I hope our listeners found this as fascinating as I did. Thank you for listening in and join us again next week for another episode of the ENG Gold podcast. Thank you. Thank you.